Welcome to Unstable Topics, a trivia comedy podcast about all things facts, friendship, pop culture, and more. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited to enlighten y'all with some serious facts and not so serious reacts. Thanks for joining us. Hey, real quick, before we get this party started, Sarah and I have an earnest request. We're two best friends making and editing and hosting this podcast, and we would love for you to share this show with your best friend. And follow on your platform of choice. It really helps us to gain more exposure, and we are so grateful for your support. Okay, now on with the show. Three, two, one, fight. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. A chef's hat has 100 pleats. Apparently, it's meant to represent the 100 ways you can cook an egg. What? Hey, I don't make up the facts. I just read the facts. That's incredible. I never thought that there was so much intention behind chef hats. I thought it was like however many pleats was just however big someone's head was. You but know? I guess you can still have the same amount of pleats, just you just increase the pleats size. The width. The width. And 100 ways to cook an egg. Yeah. No. You don't think so? No. Scrambled, hard-boiled, soft-boiled, over-easy, over-medium, over-hard, sunny-side-up, poached. I mean, maybe they're considering like a Denver Baked. omelet. Oh, um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you use Do you eggs? think when you're in chef school, you culinary school? <laughs> no, it's chef school. To all our chefs listening, please. Uh, well, I would apologize for Maggie and us for not being able to accurately express the skill and the schooling that goes into being a chef. Yeah. When you're at the University of Chef, do you think you uh, have to learn a hundred ways to cook an egg? I bet you do. I bet to write you essays do. Essays about it, like the the nuances of the a poached egg versus a baked egg. Maybe in the theory portion of chef school, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. During like the, the psychology, the psychology of scrambled eggs. Right. They have to write a thesis together. Like they go mm -hmm. and they learn how to cook and then like, okay, now that you're done with that, let's really dive down into who you are behind the skillet. Right. Who are you under the chef's hat? Mm -hmm. Under this hundred pleated chef hats. Mm -hmm. Let's find out a hundred reasons why you want to be a chef. Who stopped loving you? Who do you bake for? Who don't you bake for? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's That's tough being beautiful. a chef. Thank you. Do you think in chef university, there's a reality TV like elective you could take? Right. It's like, oh, can you fillet? Can you take these ingredients and make something delicious in 10 minutes and not chop your finger? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's always the most stressful when someone's like doing a good job and then they cut themselves. I'm like, oh, no, you're never going to win with that. Have you ever tried to cut produce or whatever you need to cut with a knife the way they do, the way chefs do, like really fast like that? Oh, absolutely not. Because I, I would never. have no fingers. I would know. I could not. I could never. Never. I can I barely new... cut anything. I got a new knife set for Christmas. Oh, like eight years ago. And it was the January that I was doing Whole30. Like I started uh -huh. doing Whole30. And so it was January, January 1. So I got the new knife set for Christmas, January 1, Whole30. 
And so I had a sweet potato and I was trying to cut this sweet potato with these new knives, these brand new, sharp, super sharp knives. And you know what I did? I cut my finger so bad. I still have a scar, but what's worse about this situation. So I'm gushing blood. Like it's really bad, deep cut. And I will turn to my husband. I go, Jamie, I cut my finger. And he looks at me. He goes, where are the band-aids? And at that moment, I lost it. I'm like, how do you not know <laughs> where we have band-aids in this house? I have to go and buy my own band-aid, which I need more than a band-aid. I need to go to the emergency room. And he's like, oh, oh, do you need a rag? I'm like, yes, I can't a rag to hold my finger together. <laughs> I know where the rags are. And then he opens seven drawers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what happened where are the rags like what asking me if i need a rag if you don't know where the rags are oh <sighs> and then you couldn't even eat that sweet potato maggie are you ready to react i am how do you like your eggs you know i like depending on the day i like them different ways um i think probably one of my favorite ways to eat eggs is soft boiled over toast oh so like where the yolk is a little bit runny yeah. Well, you say you boil them and then you crack the egg open over little pieces of toast. My dad used to make it growing up and I just always really liked it. It's so delicious. Kind of makes mm-hmm. this soft bread with the yolk, but then you still get the egg and a little salt. It's yum, yum. yum, you, yum, you, yum. you lost me at soft bread. But you like, you like French toast. I do like French toast. What is French toast? But if not soft, eggy bread. That's true. But it's griddled. Yeah, but this is like toast. So it's crunchy. But then you get like the egg makes it a little like. Well, with that sound effect, I definitely want to try this yolky bread. <laughs> I'll make it for you sometime. Please. Do. How do you like your eggs? If I'm feeling fancy, I like them over hard. Over hard. Yeah. You don't, I don't like the yolk? I don't runny? like the yolk runny. Mm-mm. If it's like a surprise, I don't mind it. You know, if I'm eating a fried egg and it's a little bit runny, that's fine. But I I don't want it gushing, you know? That's interesting. I love it gushing. Because when it's hard, it tastes powdery to me. Really? I'm like, like, it's just like a little like powdery. I don't mind like a hard boiled egg in a salad with salad dressing, but I like the egg a little soft, a little runny. Mm, I like it hard. Like a firm, firm egg. (laughs) I want a man egg. (laughs) I like a little jiggle egg. Jiggle it, jiggle it. Welcome to Putin on the Ritz, the segment where Sarah and Maggie speak in bad Russian accents and share a Ritz tracker recipe from the internet. Sarah, this week I have found a delightful recipe with Ritz crackers. Would you like this recipe? Hello. Yeah. Okay. It is called pickle cookies. I'm pickle cookies. Pickle cookies. Pickle with Pickle with a P. Pickle. Pickle cookie. This is what you need. Pickle chips. Like what you put on a hamburger. Cheese. American cheddar, Kobe Jack, whichever your favorite. And of course, Ritz crackers. You assemble these delicious cookies, bake at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for five minutes, let cool just a little bit, and serve to your guests. What do you think? Hello. Hello again. What do Hello. you think this? Yeah, that sounds delicious. Um, where will you serve this pickle cookie? I think I will serve pickle cookie when I would have friends over for watching The Bachelor or another show. I would... Maybe a Super Bowl game. Oh, this is a good Maybe idea. Maybe a Super Bowl game. Oh, yes, a sport event. We watch We watch a sport with pickle cookies. Cookies. Pickled 
cookies. Where would you serve? Would you eat? No. Why no. not? I don't like pickled. Me either. I don't like pickled. But it is a hit for so many guests, but I do not like it. It would be but... a good thing to serve if I did not want to eat my own food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm dieting, I'm like, oh, pickled cookie. Serve so many pickled cookie because so many people will eat it all up. But I would say, no, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. I would be like, oh, no, thank you. I have made this for you, my guest. I am a host. You are my guest. Please enjoy pickled cookie. I am going to make more pickled cookie. Such an easy recipe and such a crowd pleaser for people that are not you and me. Does this sound yummy? Nah. Sarah, are you ready for your fact? Sure am. When you think of rainbows, you probably think of the colorful arch shape. But if you were flying in the sky looking down, you would see a rainbow as a full circle instead. Shut up. Really? Yeah. They're oh my called gosh. bows because of the arch, but it's really like a rain circle. Oh my gosh. I need to go fly around until I see this. Isn't that cool? That's when really I cool. That, I was like, it would be cool if we could look up and see a circle in the sky that's just a rainbow. But we can only see part of it. And that's because... why you can't ever get to the end of a rainbow because it's actually a circle in the sky. That's wild. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I knew that from science in school, you know, or going to a museum when they talk about it. But honestly, at museums, if it's not an involved exhibit, like where I can't interact with it, I'm not going to pay attention to it. Yeah, right. If you have to like go read a plaque. Ugh. Or like, ugh, think about something for more than five seconds without someone telling me what to think. Ugh. Yeah, give me a lever I can pull. You know, I want to. Oh, I love that when they know? have like levers with water, mm -hmm. like the buckets or buttons you can push, or when they have the simulation of the tornado. Oh, that's a fun one. I always like that one. There's the uh, there's an exhibit at the Perot Museum in Dallas where you stand and then it shows you what earthquakes feel like. Yes, love it. Into it. Are you ready to react? Yeah, let's react. What's your favorite rainy day activity? Free kids or with kids? Both. I want to hear both. Free what's kids. What's your favorite you activity? And then what do you do with your kids on rainy days? Okay. If it's just me before kids and it's rainy and it's gloomy, I like to read a book. I like to get on the couch with a blanket or light a candle and read a book and just completely relax the sound. I don't want to turn the TV. I want to hear the sound of the rain. Because in Texas, we don't get a lot of rainy days. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's rainy season, we get them. But over the year, we don't get a lot of rainy days. So I want to take advantage of that and just enjoy. With kids, I pray for the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I curse I'm, the sky. I curse the sky. And I'm like, please stop raining. I need to get these kids out of the house. It's so hard to go to the grocery store when it's raining with children. Oh, it's impossible. The, it's impossible. Everything is 10 times harder. Everything takes 10 times longer. Even if you're like, oh, let's go have cute rainy day activities outside. Let's put our rain boots. No, I don't want to put on my rain boots. You're putting on your rain boots. I don't want to go outside in the rain. Can you imagine living in a place like where it rains all the time? I feel like my children life. Would, 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 they would have to morph to it. Like you would have to morph to that environment. You'd have to evolve like that you become like a rain day person. I would assume to our, all our listeners in Seattle, we would love it if you let us know how you guys survive the rain all the time with kids. Do you even use an umbrella? This is the thing that I, so if I'm in the rain, I don't like holding an umbrella. I would rather wear a hood mm -hmm. and rain boots. 
right? It, it depends on the activity. If I'm just going quickly from my car inside someplace, I don't want an umbrella. It's just too cumbersome. It gets wet. Then you're holding a wet umbrella. Right. But if I'm standing out in the rain for extended periods of time, I want an heavy umbrella. Rain. Heavy, heavy rain. Heavy rain. I get that. If it's a heavy rain, then an umbrella is helpful. But when it's just like a rain, like a regular old rain, mm-hmm. I don't want an umbrella. Cumbersome. Very much so. What do you do with an umbrella, Maggie, when you get into a car after using the umbrella? Where do you put your wet umbrella? Well, here's my pitch for minivans. I have two umbrella spots right by the door. It's actually really nice. So wait, you have you have an umbrella spot? Like There's a designated the- spot. Mm-hmm. There's a designated spot on the floor next to the door and it says umbrella. It's even labeled. So I know it. like because you might be like, what do I put in this spot? But it says umbrella. And there's one on the driver's side and the passenger side. So is it a hole? I have two umbrellas in my car at all times. Is it a hole that goes into the floorboard? No, it's just a little flat piece on the ground that has the word umbrella on it. How big of an umbrella does it hold? A standard umbrella. So not like a golf umbrella? No. Well, I think I do have golf umbrella. A golf umbrella would fit in it when it gets folded down. But like the kind that still condenses, Uh you know? I've said this and I'm like, of course, that's four umbrellas. But now that I'm like, yeah, I have designated umbrella spots. I'm like, what if that means something totally different in car? <laughs> like in car, umbrella means like, don't put anything here. This is for umbrella, uh, umbrella, like car umbrella. And it means something else. And some car person would be like, you're an idiot. I can't believe you put an umbrella in the umbrella spot. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be a celebrity the gals can think of quick. It's time for You Don't Know Jack, (laughs) where Sarah and Maggie share some facts about a celebrity named Jack and try to guess who it is. This American painter was using the drip technique before Gen Z was using drip as a term to say someone looks cool. He certainly made a splash on the art scene with his splattered canvases in the 1940s and 50s. Sarah, who is this Jack? Jack Jackson Pollock. Yes! I remember there was a movie about Jackson Pollock. Who who played him? Ed? Ed Sheeran? No. No. (laughs) That's a singer. That's a singer. (laughs) Ed Ed, Ed Harris? Who played him? Jackson Pollock movie? Yeah. There's a Jackson Pollock movie from the 90s. Called Pollock? Sure. Oh, who is that guy? Is it Ed Harris? Um, Ed Harris. Oh my gosh, yeah. I was right. Dang. Yeah. My husband it's be Ed so Harris. proud of me for knowing somebody's name. Yeah. And that's where, to be honest, I, I learned the, my most about Jackson Pollock. I've never seen this movie. Really? You was it good? It. Yeah, it was good. It's obviously made an impression with me because when did it come out? Uh, 2000. Yeah. I was in high school. What did you like about it? I liked learning about Jackson Pollock. To be honest, I didn't know who he was like as a human before this. I just knew him as a painter. And then watching this obviously humanizes him and then puts some grit to his paintings now. Because before, for those who aren't familiar or based on Maggie's description about who this Jackson is, he was, would you call it a um, modern? Would he be an abstractionist painter? Abstract? I don't, how would you? categorize what basically his... like invented splatter paint yes you know yeah but when people yeah, look abstract, at it, abstract abstract when when yeah. people back in the day i remember would look at him like oh this is just splattering paint on a canvas which technically it is but the way he composed his art was very purposeful and masterful like there's a reason that people love his artwork and that me just 
splattering paint on a canvas would not sell for millions of dollars. And I remember learning too that like each layer had to dry before he would do another layer. Mm. Is that true? Yes. I feel like I, I learned that in art class. Like it wasn't just like throwing art on a canvas. It was like intentional about the layering and all of that. But you know, that's art class. So who knows? Especially in college, you know. Well, that was in high school. Oh, I didn't right. do art. Did you do art in college? In college, I did like film art. Like yeah, but design. not like painting. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't take any art classes. My last art class was in high school. I had a lot of friends who were art majors in college. Of course you did. You're so cool. Well, the college I went to was is very liberal arts and artsy. Artsy fartsy. A lot of art majors. Well, then I should have known you'd know who Jackson Pollock is, you little. Well, I know because of a movie. Movies are important, you know. Or they're the Britannica of our lives. Well, that sure was fun. Thanks for playing You Don't Know Jack, brought to you by the most popular boy name in Hollywood. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.